This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 084, Don't Bring Me Down. Don't Bring Me Down is the ninth song on Discovery, fifth song on Side 2. From the August 3rd, 1980 radio show, The ELO Story. On uh, Don't Bring Me Down, I did all that. I did the whole backing track and everything in about two hours. And then I wrote the words in about 20 minutes and put them all down and finished the whole record in a day. But mind you, I played nearly all the instruments myself. People started closing doors all over the recording studio because Jeff was pounding on the piano in rhythm to Bev's drumbeat. At the beginning of Don't Bring Me Down, I, mean, I thought, what the, you know, on earth is he playing that? You know, he's got my old, one of my old drum tracks there and he's, really, and he's messing around with it and pounding to me out on the piano. And he's ended up being one of my favourite ever ELO tracks. Made a big long loop so that it went bump, bap, bump, bump, bap. And then just played that about four times and then recorded four minutes of it onto the 24 track. And that's when I started pounding the piano along with it. It's a ghost drummer on that one. In an interview with Uncle Joe Benson, Jeff described how he sampled the drum track. I remember winding the tape round like two mic stands and somebody with a pencil just to get the right length. I've done loads of loops like that before the days of Pro Tools and stuff. You used to have to improvise a lot on techniques. In the November 1st, 2012 online magazine Mix, Jeff Lynn said, I think that had eight pianos on it all doing the same note. God knows what I was expecting to happen. It just gets eight times louder. If you turn it down, it's still only one piano. It doesn't track like a guitar, because a guitar bends a bit. You can slightly knock it out of tune, and you get this big chorus effect. A piano doesn't do that, of course, until you bang it out of tune. In the January 21st, 2016 Rolling Stone article, ELO's Jeff Lynn, My Life in 15 Songs, Jeff explained why there was no orchestra on this. It was exciting to work with them when we started, but after six albums, I got fed up with them. There was also trouble with unions. They'd stop playing before the end of the song if the end of the hour was approaching. On November 4th, 2008, BMI, Music Licensing Group Broadcast Music Industry, awarded Jeff with a million air certificate for Don't Bring Me Down, reaching over two million airplays. The song was used in the movies Donnie Brasco in 1997 and in The In-Laws in 2003. It was in the trailers for The Pacifier in 2005, Stranger Than Fiction, and Flushed Away in 2006, and The Heartbreak Kid in 2007. In 2006, it was used in the Jump for Joy episode of My Name is Earl 
and the Doctor Who episode Love and Monsters. It was also featured in the 1983 Commodore 64 video game Frantic Freddy. Goodbye, Bruce. 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 Hi, Bruce. 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 I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. We've hit a moment in ELO where now I remember when singles were released. I remember when this came out. Shine a Little Love was the first single from this album, and I did remember hearing it, but whether I was aware of it being new or not, I don't know. But I do remember when this was released. I was 10 years old, and I thought, this is the friggin' coolest song ever. I freaking loved it. I could not get enough of this song. And many years later today... It's still a friggin' cool song. I still love it. It's a straight up... It, it's... I, I'm... All right, I'm going to say it, because as far as I'm concerned, it's true. This is the best damn straight up rock song ever. It's catchy. It's got a great sound to it. It's a sonic assault of pure joy to listen to. It's got all kinds of great hooks. The words are, you know, pretty much meaningless. It's not like some deep meaning in here. It's just a guy singing, hey, don't, don't do that to me. Don't bring me down. It's really just a straight-up good-time rock song that, with the exception of the mid-'80s, when I got tired of hearing it all the time because that was the only song that was played on the radio back then, but I got over it. Um, Freaking awesome song. Never, ever get tired of hearing it. Well, I ended up wanting to hear it because I knew it was their highest-charting song in the U.S. back when I was, let's see... Yeah, it would have been 11, going through that Joel Whitburn Top 40 guide and just starting to discover Yellow a little bit. And so about the same age as when I heard this, and I couldn't believe how good it was. Well, it made sense that this was their top song. Nowadays, oh, I still love the song quite a bit. I've always loved that distorted drum beat on it, mm-hmm. which I didn't know until today. Jeff Lynn just took a loop of something that Bevan did and dubbed everything else over it. It always had this drive with that drum beat. It chugged it along like a locomotive, and it was a very enjoyable song. Especially if you're young, you don't care about the lyrics and everything. All of a sudden, what to the girl I used to know? it's something that you can just enjoy. You just hear it and you just start going, "Oh, it's that song again." Yeah, the one with. Bruce. <laughs> yes, I know it's Bruce, but yeah. <laughs> the one with Bruce in it. Yeah. What the hell did Bruce ever do to this guy? <laughs> and it's just one of those 70s singles that came out of nowhere, and I can understand why it charted so high. It doesn't sound like any of the other stuff that was being played at the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's getting back to straight rock and roll, which maybe that's it as well, is because even though they make a big deal out of how much punk was killing disco, punk was kind of flash in the pan type of thing. But it's almost the closest that you're going to get to an electric light orchestra punk song. I guess that's true. And uh, especially when it's finishing up an album where uh, they actually did a couple disco songs. Mm-hmm. It's just great the way it hooks you from the start, just those drums bashing. And then when that guitar riff kicks in, that is, it's just, it's fantastic. It's perfect. As for that drum loop, I've seen people say it's from On the Run. But I remember in 1983 when Secret Messages came out, I was listening to one of those nationally syndicated radio shows, and that week it was about ELO. And they said, and I believe it was even Jeff who said, that the drum loop was actually yoinked from Confusion. And they played a sample of Don't Bring Me Down, and they played a sample of Confusion. I was like, oh yeah, I can hear it now. 
the big thing about this song is that it's said that it's all Jeff Lynne. No, 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 no. Actually, it's not all Jeff Lynne. Jeff did take the drum track from Bevan. He did play guitar and, and bass, and he did some keyboarding work, but it's not just all him. Kelly Groquette is backing vocaling with Jeff Lynne. Richard Tandy also does some keyboard synthesizer work in here. And even though Bev Bevan doesn't play on this song, it is his drumming from another song that is on Don't Bring Me Down. And the reason why Bev Bevan isn't on it is because the idea was, we need a rocking song at the end. We should do some kind of jam. And Bevan was like, mm, you know what? I, I kind of don't want to. So that's why Jeff took the uh, drum beat to loop it. So as much as Jeff Lynn did a lot of work on this song, for everyone to say, well, yeah, it's just Jeff Lynn. It's, uh, no, no, it's not, not solely just Jeff Lynne like he records now with just him. Everybody was involved with this song. And Bev even says it's one of his favorite songs to play in concert, or was one of his favorite songs to play in concert at the time. Yeah, well, I totally, it's a, it's a fun song. I can totally understand why. To get back to one thing I did kind of allude to, for this being the highest charted song, looking back on a lot of other ELO songs, this deserves to be a top five song, but mm -hmm. I still think that something like Telephone Line or Living Thing or Turn to Stone should, or even Mr. Blue Sky should have been a much higher charting song than this. I just don't know why with all their good songs they never really had a number one hit in the United States. That's always confused me because they did have a lot of songs that were deserving, and I'm quite aware mm -hmm. that a lot of times the number one song, what gets to number one... Paul Anka's You're Having My Baby. What gets to number oh, one is not always a song that deserves to be at the number one position because for all the creative stuff that is out there, you'll get Gangnam Style. Oh my god. Or something like that that suddenly catches on as a novelty and, mm -hmm. and it gets to be in the number one spot while a lot of deserving songs never even make the top 40. Disco Duck. Sweet Jesus, I hate that song. And it was number one. Uh, that's something that cheeses me off about this song. It should have been number one. It debuted on the Hot 100, here in America anyway, at number 41. That's like a freaking high debut position. And it just kept shooting up the chart. When it debuted on the top 40, I think it came in at number 18, which is ridiculously high for a song to come in the top 40 at. And then it stalled out at number four for a couple weeks. And then it, whoop, gone like it never was there. I blame myself, because I almost bought the single. It was between this song and pop music. Which one do I buy? And they're both tough choices. I went with pop music. And pop music went to number one. That's on me for ELO not having the first number one song. Even though uh, I would say Electric Light Orchestra, after all, I mean, pop music is a great song. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd say Don't Bring Me Down is the one that more people remember and revere these days. You don't yes. hear pop music played at all, even on oldie stations. You don't hear it. Not unless it's coming from my iPod, no. The only way most people these days would know it even existed was by watching it at VH1 special. Yeah on the 70s or the 80s or on new wave music or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there's one other thing that bothers me about this song. And it's not the song. It's more the people of the world. Yes, when I was 10 and I heard the song on the radio a lot, it did sound like Bruce. But I knew full well he wasn't singing Bruce. I knew it was Groose, G-R-O-O-O-S-S-S. -S -S. And it wasn't even supposed to be there. It was supposed to be just a temporary word. Just Jeff Lane singing, Don't Bring Me Down. 
I gotta throw in a word in here. Uh, uh, Gruce! And the engineer, Max, said, Hey, did you know that means greetings in German? Jeff's like, Oh, okay, that's cool. I'll, I'll stick with that. But the world keeps thinking Bruce. And at some point, Jeff just said, You know, I'm getting tired of explaining that. We'll go with Bruce. But the time that it cheesed me off the most was in 1995. There was a commercial for a radio station in Phoenix. And they were one of those 70s, 80s, 90s stations. And they played Don't Bring Me Down in the commercial. And text would come across and it says, Nobody knows more about music than us. Well, there is one thing we don't know. Who's Bruce? That just drove me mad. You say you know everything about music, but you don't know. It's such. It's so easy to look up. Get the liner notes. It's spelled right there. Gruce. It's not Bruce, you idiots. People. It's Gruce. It just never made sense to me why he's singing Don't Bring Me Down, Bruce. At least it wasn't gross. <laughs> There's... Probably a couple years later it would have been like, Don't Bring Me Down, Gross. Gross. Got something to say about Don't Bring Me Down? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Was it a hit or was it? Don't Bring Me Down became the highest charting Electric Light Orchestra song in the United States, as well as the third highest charting in the United Kingdom. It got up to number four in the United States, and in the United Kingdom got all the way up to number three. It did reach the number one spot in Canada on the RPM chart. Also in the US, it hit number four on Cashbox and number three on Record World. In Australia, it made it all the way up to number six. Belgium got to number five. Austria also got up to number two. Germany, number five, hit. Ireland, number six. The Netherlands, on both charts, got up to number five. New Zealand made it up to number six. South Africa, number nine. And Spain, number ten. And we got all the way up to number two once again in Switzerland. The song was covered by Stefan Hallberg, Jack Livingston Orchestra and Singers, David Holliday, King, Ballroom Blitz, Electric Light Orchestra Part 2, Buzz Oven, Russ Bebop's Roadrunners, The Coats, Yeti Girls, Geese Fighters, Steve Kubit, Wild Ride in the Buzz Blazers, Jay Church, Swag, Nativo, Nick Alexander, Jiri Schellinger, Status Quo, Burn, Michael Hudsek, Noise Drop, Live Element, Green Street Green, P. Hux, The Pen 15 Club, Leo Minor, 76, L.E.O., The Magic Orchestra, Puffy Emmy Yummy, The Mindbenders, Fudge, The Northern Kings, Dynamic, Giuliano Palma and the Blue Beaters, Project N, Apologetics, The Hit Company, and Arcade Coma. It was sampled in Goody Goody Mixer by Joseph Van Vliet, Shona Knife, You Don't Know Me by Kid Rock, Because I Got It Like That by Jungle Brothers, Control Freak by Felix Da House Cat, Push It, Bass Bin Twins Remix by Salt and Peppa, Don't Bring Me Down by Street Life DJs, Play Your Part, Part 2 by Girl Talk, Don't Stop, by Girl Talk, Stumble Out of Bed by The Brand Flakes, Life is Good by Dallas Austin Experience, Go Right Ahead by The Hives, and Descent by Gyrotron. Hello, this is Troy White with a thought from Troy. And now we've arrived at Don't Bring Me Down, one of my five all-time favorite ELO songs. But you know what? I'm not going to talk about the song because I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of comments like, this is just the best song ever. No, I want to talk about the flashing hot dog. You know, in the video, 
It kind of reminds me of those messages that would play during intermission at the drive-in movie, you know, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go. Well, every time I see that, I'm like, what's up with that? I mean, are they trying to send some kind of subliminal message? Like the producers of The Exorcist allegedly sticking scary images in between the frames so people would feel even more afraid than they were from watching the movie. Well, I used to think that was a bunch of hooey, but you know what? Every time I listen to this song, I have to eat a whole package of Eckridge Franks. Yeah, I mean, just tear open the package and eat them right out of the pack. Don't even cook them. And I swear, every time, just like I listened to this song before I made the call, and I had to eat a whole package of Eckridge Franks, so, hmm, maybe Jeff knew what he was doing after all. Well, I don't know, it might just be a coincidence. This has been the thought from Troy. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I have liked the song. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra Song by Song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod Next week Discovery Bonus Tracks That was bad Got something to say about Don't Bring Me Down? Then call the telephone line voicemail and rip me off